Welcome to the On Our Way Home podcast. The goal of On Our Way Home is to encourage you to keep taking steps with Jesus, with a good local church, and with a few close friends so that we will stay on Jesus' path, a path of truth which leads to life with the Father. Hi, welcome to our podcast today. We're so glad that you're listening and watching to uh, the On Our Way Home podcast. I'm joined today, oh, by the way, I'm Ryan, and I'm joined today by my friends uh, Garrick and Anna. Hello. And uh, you guys have been in the podcast before. Yeah. And uh, now we're back. We're back, yeah. And this is our first three camera shoot, so da 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 da. Fancy. Yeah. And of course, it went well setting it up, and I hardly had any troubles <laughs> yeah, whatsoever. Exactly. Uh, getting this. Thing. It only took like five minutes, I think. Yeah. Right. And quick. somebody needs to go to the gym because he's uh, lifting cords is uh, causing him to break a <laughs> little bead of sweat on his forehead. <laughs> but today, speaking of work, um, we're talking about pleasure, work, and wisdom equals zero. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to try not to be depressed as we get into Ecclesiastes, but it's a very real, very honest look at life, right? Yeah. So um, Solomon is the author. He's the preacher. He's going to be teaching us stuff that he learned through his life. And uh, Anna, do you want to go ahead and read the first few verses? We'll be in Ecclesiastes chapter 2 today. So just kind of talking through, working through Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and um, seeing what Solomon is going to try and teach us today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So verses 1 through 3. I said in my heart, Come now, I will test you with pleasure. Enjoy yourself. But behold, this also is vanity. I said of laughter, it is mad. And of pleasure, what use is it? I searched with my heart how to cheer my body with wine, my heart still guiding me with wisdom, and how to lay hold on folly, till I might see what was good for the children of man to do under heaven during the few days of their life. Yeah, so he's going to test. He's uh, checking out... Um, and testing pleasure here. So um, he is in a unique situation. Can you imagine being a guy that has all the money uh, that you would ever want? Um, so then you could test. It's like, hey, I wonder if uh, riding a pontoon boat that is, uh, you know, super charged up across Lake Michigan. I wonder if I could, I wonder what that would be like. Well, let's go do it. Buy the pond boat, you know, or you can get one of those, what are those um, boats called that have those little, as you get going, the it lifts up out of the water. Oh, catamaran? Uh, hydrofoil. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So imagine, I say, I'll just buy a $10 million catamaran or a hydrofoil and see if it, how long it takes me to get across Lake Michigan and if I have fun doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, test over. Uh, how did it go? You know, and so that's what he really is doing here. Um, sometimes in life we can uh, live for the next big thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, what are some of the next big things that people might be looking forward to, or that maybe you were looking forward to in life? Like that next big thing to give you, yeah, <clears throat> a, a boost or adrenaline or whatever. I think it's easy, especially for younger people that looking at your future, like growing up and as your adult, like you go through school and if you continue on. Sorry, um, we had a little technical glitch. No, you can't. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, can't have nice things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who did that? The Bible. Okay, here we go. The Word of God. (laughs) Yeah. And we should be up and running right now. There we go. Okay. Yes. Anyway, back to the big thing. Yeah. um, I think for myself, 
one big thing um, growing up was feeling like you finally arrived in some sense after going through any type of schooling or training. You make it to the a job that you've been wanting <clears throat> for a while and you've been working towards. Yeah. Um, and it's like to have that mindset, It's once you've fully arrived, it's it's like, okay, wait, what's the next big thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, not a healthy mindset to have, but very easy. Right. Well, you're. Have. it's not bad to have a goal. No. And no. to pursue but goals. But to make that like an all-consuming. Yeah. And yeah. then when you get to there, it's mm-hmm. like, then it's like, oh, no, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Or what's my next target? And, yeah. you know, what's my what's going to give me <coughs> pleasure? Mm-hmm. Pleasure's not bad. Mm-mm. But if you're a slave to p- pleasure, that's a pretty bad thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So um, what are some things that you were looking forward to in life, Garrick, uh, that would you thought would be, it was mm-hmm. something that you look forward to or achieving or? Yeah. I, <laughs> I read this last night and I was thinking, man, questions like this make me realize I'm kind of a boring person. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I had coffee in my mouth and almost <laughs> shot out my nose. <laughs> Fortunately, it did not. <laughs> Although that would have been yeah, good. That would have been good. For, you know, good yeah, because yeah, hey. we're now recording it, so <laughs> the video. Yeah, so um, you know, I kind of went way back, like thinking when I was a little kid, and you know, if I had this idea of this toy that I wanted to buy, and I'd just be like kind of obsessing over it and be like, the next time you go to town, I'm gonna find. I finally got enough money to save it up. I'm gonna buy this toy. I can't wait to get this toy and play with it. Or whether it's Christmas or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you finally get it, and it's like the hype was like way too much for the actual thing. And now it's kind of like, well, I got it. Oh, That's man. cool. Like, yeah. I wish I hadn't looked forward to it so much. I probably <laughs> could enjoy it more now. Right. <clears throat> yeah, so over-promising and under-delivering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's like marketing in the mm-hmm. – now, it's good to market. We were talking about marketing, you know, getting the word out about if you have a good product – and it can help people. Yeah. That's not a bad thing to have. Mm-hmm. You want you have a business. You want people to know, hey, I, I do great work. I do it in a timely fashion. I'll give you a, a, a fair price. And then, um, you know, you, you will be satisfied with the end project, you know, end product. So mm-hmm. it's not bad to have, you know, marketing. But then sometimes you overmarket. Some things are overmarketed. Mm-hmm. And it's like... You know, I think that's, it's, for me, it was my driver's license. I couldn't wait to get my driver's license when I was <laughs> yeah, in yeah. Iowa, where I'm from. They allow 14-year-olds to get a learner's permit. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you're you're on the road at 14. Wow. Which is a little scary <laughs> on this side of young. this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how, what's a 14-year-old? So fifth grader would be t- 10, right? So six, 14 seven. 14 is going into. Freshman? Yeah. Okay, so you're freshman. Uh, wow. You know, yeah. I couldn't get my locker open, and yet now I'm trying to drive a car. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just learned about deodorant at that time, like, too. It's like, oh, is that what this is for? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, behind the wheel now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those stinky junior high moments that yeah. we all loved so well. But, yeah, I think that, so I was looking to drive, and then when I got to drive, uh, coming home from the uh, Department of Motor Vehicles in Iowa, my mm-hmm. mom was with me, and uh, I made it from the place to mostly home, but Uh-oh. then my mom said, um, you know, you're riding the brake a little too much, and so oh. she she said, pull over. <laughs> so, 
I couldn't. I couldn't I take anymore. <laughs> like, I, I want to get there today. <laughs> uh, I was right. I don't know. The brakes. Were, there was smoke coming out of the brake. That's uh, that wasn't happening. I, I just uh, embellished. But all that to say is that it was like you know, and then and then you drive and you drive and you drive and then you take a long trip. Mm-hmm. It's like oh man, I hate driving. Yeah, come to chore. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what you looked forward to mm-hmm. then becomes this thing that's like. Yeah. I wonder if there's something else in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I wonder what this isn't doing it for me. And, and it can be anything. It could be a relationship. You know, it could be a job. Yeah. It could be having kids. You know, I'm just feeling unfulfilled. And it's like, man, if I only had kids, then I would feel the pleasure factor. You mm-hmm. know, I have these little things that look a little bit like me and I would feel really great and it's like oh man these are so much work (laughs) (laughs) you know and so I think that what what is it about life in general that could tend to do that to to make you go oh yeah look at this and then oh wow is that all so what what is it about life that does that That kind of provides that letdown. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess the first thing that, that pops into my mind is the fact that sin exists, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, things that are that were created to be beautiful and glorifying to the Lord are all um, affected by sin. And so I think it's easy sometimes because of that to, mm-hmm. there's that letdown that comes from that. Mm-hmm. Um, as you were just saying that, I was just thinking, I think that the you spurred a thought there that um, we're, even our search for pleasure yeah. is negatively impacted by sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So everything in its proper place, in its proper order. So I think, you know, children are great. But what's God's purpose for children? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So God's ch- purpose for children is that they would be taught to fear and uh, walk in the, w- in the ways of the Lord, mm-hmm. believing in Jesus as soon as possible, hopefully, Yeah. becoming a believer, trusting in Christ, and then mom and dad teach them, train them, disciple them. That's the purpose for children. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think everything goes askew when we insert our... Okay, I want a kid to be, everyone to be looking at me and bragging that, oh, wow, Ryan is a great parent. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the wrong reason to have a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the wrong reason to have a job. It's the wrong reason. And so if it's more self-focused, it's mm-hmm. like a, you know, this equals zero. But if it's more Godward focused, mm-hmm. it, it could be a it could be a plus, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um Solomon was going to test pleasure and work um, and wisdom to find out if there is any truly lasting good. This is the thing. Things just don't last. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I had an engine light come on in my car this morning. (laughs) (laughs) So I set up an appointment for Tuesday at one of our local places to check out what's wrong with my engine light. You know, is it a sensor? Is it worse than a sensor? Mm -hmm. You know, I just did some work on it, so I learned how to bondo it, you know, and so... Michigan rust, you know, but it's like you fix it and then you wait for the next thing to break down. Yep. And it's like, oh man, that's a. <clears throat> yeah. And you have some trucks mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, it's nice when they work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's awful when they don't. Yep. 
often feels like fix one thing, do it, it's break. So yeah, and so I think it's Solomon's <clears throat> testing things to see what value or worth they might be. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. what have you tested to see the value of it? I mean, I just uh, like first thing that came to my mind when I read the question was, you know, whenever you go to purchase something, yeah. Um, you know, especially like a big thing, like a, a house or a, a vehicle or something. Yeah. You go and you walk through it and you test drive it. You look it over. Yeah. You're testing it to see if it's worth its value or if, if you're, you know, am I paying way more than what this thing is actually worth, way more than what it needs to do? Yeah. Um, uh, so that's kind of the first thing that came to my mind as far as testing things. Yeah, you're going to kick the tires, <clears throat> yeah. slam the doors. Maybe if you have a, somebody who knows engines, it's like, hey, man, can you come over and take a look at this car yeah. and see what's mm-hmm. going on with it? Because I definitely don't want to buy something that's <laughs> not, exactly. yeah. not there. Yeah, what if, so there's other things. Have you test, What have you tested to check out the value of it, Anna? Well, I mean, it's... My car that I just bought a couple months ago, actually. Is that why you were smirking there just a second? (laughs) Yeah, because, like, last week he came over, (laughs) and it was making a noise, and I'm like, ah, I'm going to have to buy all this stuff to fix it. Yeah. No, just something needed to be ripped off. (laughs) It was fine. I love those rip-off fixes are great. It's like, no, this little thing was dragging and didn't need to be dragging it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Any noise? Nope, no noise. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> that's good. Yeah. yeah. So you test the value of it. Um, and I think that for us, I mean, so when I was a younger kid, so Solomon at the very end of the book says, this is the key to everything. Mm-hmm. Fear God. This is, uh, it's easy to remember what references is because it's Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14. Mm-hmm. So it's like boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Fear God and keep His commandments. Yeah. That's it? <laughs> I mean, if you were told by somebody that the answer to all of life's questions was to fear God and to walk in His ways, I mean, what would, you, what would your response be? It could, I think, seem simplistic, you know? Mm-hmm. Is that all? Um, yeah, but I think those two things <laughs> take longer than your life here on earth, you know, to even, I mean, it's not something you can fully achieve because of sin on this side of heaven, but it's something that mm-hmm. really, it, 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 it lasts throughout your whole life. But it makes sense because, I mean, those are the very things for which we were created, to be mm-hmm. in a relationship with the Lord yeah. that that brings about a fear of God, a healthy fear, yeah. a respect, not a, a love Not a scary him. fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then obeying his his commands, it's um, living in a way that we were created to live in yeah. um, before sin had entered the world. Um, and so, yeah, it seems simplistic, but it's, it's <laughs> you spend your say. whole life yeah. really right. working. Yeah, It's kind of like the greatest command, right? Mm-hmm. So the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be working on that one. <laughs> yeah. Until you like, like you said, you could work on it until after you're dead, mm-hmm. and you still don't have yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, if that were possible. Yeah, <laughs> you work it. You work on it until death, <clears throat> yeah. and you still won't be there. Mm-hmm. Because I think that one of the things that we can't change is that we're all creatures made in God's image. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't like that truth, you know, it, you may find it to be an uh, inconvenient truth. Yeah, it's uh, it's true. I think though. <laughs> I don't want to say this. 
I think there's just, it kind of causes me to relax though a little bit and not stress as much because especially in our culture, it's about life is doing the next big thing. Like you got to be somebody, you got to achieve certain things. Mm -hmm. To me, it's like, that's exhausting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And you never really get there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And even if you do, like Solomon, you find out it's without God, without the fear of God, it's all empty. Yeah. You know, and so to just yeah. yeah, pursue something in that way, everything in your life to be focused around success or possessions or whatever. Yeah. It just it it is very fleeting and it's something you can lose very easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch the Pixar movie Cars? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it's been a long time. With yeah. Lightning McQueen. Mm-hmm. And Good so job. Ka-chow. Good chow. You know, hi, if you use Rusties, you can be just like me. Ka-chow. You know, so, but there's also the uh, Doc, Doc Hudson was the mm-hmm. Hudson Hornet. He had three piston cups, mm. you know, so he won the national title three times, you know, the NASCAR title, whatever yeah. it was. And, uh, and he, you know, Lightning was really wanting those. It's like, man, you've got three cups. And he said, they're just an empty cup. Hmm. It's like, oh, right. You know, so it's uh, everything, you know, left to its own is emptiness. But even, I think even the little things in life with God in it can be Mm -hmm. really super meaningful. That gives things, I think, purpose and like um, you experience them in the way that the Lord would mm-hmm. have you experience them, yeah. I was out like, uh, we have some uh, chickadees uh, that were flying around our house. So this is an example of small things give you hope. <laughs> um, <coughs> a little chickadee was just doing this little chickadee thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it got really incredibly close to me. And I was like, dude, I could be, you know, so I held out my hand. And it's like, come here, little chickadee. And I was <laughs> talking to the chickadee. And it's like, because I wanted to exert Adam's, uh, you know, dominion over creation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guess who didn't have Adam's dominion over creation? It's like, dude, I don't know you. You're a stranger. Right. I was didn't more you? picturing the Disney princess. Uh, <laughs> well, my last name is White, so I could be Snow White out singing to the birds, you know, and it's like, la, la, la. If you sing every morning, be able to start flocking around. A, yeah, sing to the birds. It's the best way to deal with grumpy dwarves, right? So, yeah, anyway. So I was like, and but even that little thing, it was just flitting around. It was doing its business. It was... Just it was being a bird. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was being a chickadee. It was it was doing its little chickadee call. You know, it was it was, and it had a couple. There's a couple other, and there are other ones that are flying around. It's like, man, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, get to be a part of uh, creation, and, mm-hmm. and and yeah. So, and one of the things I think that we need to test and see that God is good is, I mean, in, in His Word. Mm-hmm. You know, test that out. Yeah. You know, we're testing out pleasure. We're testing mm-hmm. out experiences. How about testing out God's word? Mm-hmm. How about testing prayer? Yeah. Testing prayer with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of like getting into the, when I was growing up, you couldn't, you had to drag me to church. Mm-hmm. You know, how about that? You know, test yeah. out worshiping with God's people together mm-hmm. on the day that we gather to worship. Let's go. Let's get there. Let's experience this. Test it, yeah. you know, and I think that we need to give God a test run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The things that he says bring life, we should probably be kind of checking those out. Yeah. 
And it, and if you go to Solomon, the end of the book was, yeah, God's kind of right. You know, oh, I was yeah. sort of messed up and wrong. And um, what's our next question that we need to deal with here? Um, <laughs> Solomon found everything meaningless. Um, he, t- he didn't refuse any pleasure, and he found it meaningless. Why do you think that all the pleasures that Solomon sought to find left him with a, with a chasing chasing the wind kind of thing. So you can't chase the wind. Mm-hmm. You can, and, you're not, and try and catch it. You know, it's like, n- no. Yeah, but to no avail. Yeah. yeah. I think <clears throat> kind of what we mentioned earlier is um, your motivations behind everything. You know, you can do the exact same things and hmm. have a motivation of, you know, like I'm going to build this company or I'm going to, you know, yeah. create this product or whatever it is so that people will recognize me and will think that I'm a great person. Yeah. And at the end of your life, you can build a, an empire and it really means nothing. Yeah. But if you turn around your motivation is to do it for the glory of God and to build his kingdom, then you can do this exact go through the exact same motions yeah. and have something amazing to pass on to other people because you you're focused on loving those other people by glorifying God where, you know, now you built this thing that is touching people's lives in positive ways and creating content or whatever it is for, for the Lord. Yeah. You can, I mean, so building an empire, I mean, you're going to probably crush some people on the way if you're just doing it to build the empire. Yeah. But if you're doing it for God, you're going to have, I mean, your employees are going to be like, you know, super crying out their eyes when you die, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, oh, no, he's gone. He was the one that really, you know. And yeah. so if you have your employees praising you, people enjoying what, you're, what you've done, they've, you know, benefited from your hard work and stuff. Um, what's been a job that you've really enjoyed doing growing up? Hmm. <clears throat> I mean, I, I think of, like, um, just... Certain jobs turned out really well. Yeah. I like the way they look when they're done. It's like, that's a sense of satisfaction. Yeah. It's a, you go back to oh, the job and good. it's like, oh, man, I did. That was, that was, a, that was a hard job. Mm-hmm. Had to work a lot. But, oh, that, that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's held up well. You know, yeah. And Still enduring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Anna? What's a job that I really enjoy doing? Yeah. Um, I mean, I... This sounds silly, but I mean, I think the jobs that I've had throughout my life have been very fortunate. I've I've enjoyed most of them, honestly. Yeah. Because they've all been different. um, Yeah. And so have been challenging in different ways. Um, I'm trying to think of all that I've done, (laughs) but yeah. Yeah. Have you had any particularly hard jobs? I mean, jobs that were like, oh man, this is rough. Um, This is a difficult experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have we don't want to we don't want to talk negatively of our <laughs> yeah, no. uh, past employers right now, but Yeah, I think there's certain jobs that present um more challenges than others. Or yeah. it might be just the very atmosphere that you're working in yeah. can yeah. be very challenging. Did you um, um do you ever uh, and you guys are not from Iowa? Yeah. Have you ever driven <laughs> driven through Iowa? Mm-hmm. Okay, so in Iowa, there's this job in the summertime. It's called detasseling corn. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. So I don't know if you've done. Have you ever detasseled corn? Mm-hmm. No. 
Okay, so in the early morning hours, you get out with a long shirt on the hottest day of the year because the corn <laughs> will hurt you when you, you know, it cuts, corn cuts. So you can get little scratches and cuts in your, that little blade of the corn ear is like, ow, oh, not the ear, but the whatever. Yeah. Whatever that thing is called. Yeah. So um, we were detasseling a whole field with a bunch of people hired by Pioneer. And so we were out working. But at that time, uh, MC Hammer had a fresh new song out. <laughs> and so we were, I know you're going to find this hard to believe, but we had our Sony Walkmans on um, going through the field of corn, yeah. listening to, I got to pray just to make it today. And so we were doing the... You know, you can see the MC Hammer, you know, the, I'm not going to do the dance, but he had those sweet pants with the tight, anyway, it was the 80s. So, um, yeah, so that job was really a hard job, mm -hmm. but we made it enjoyable. You know, thank you, MC Hammer, um, yeah. and the other guys that were willing to be <coughs> stupid while we were doing the job. We we still had to do the job well. Yeah. And there's this cute little squeak noise that the tassel makes when it leaves the leaves the plant. So you get this <laughs> all the way down, like a million plants. You're just, you're just <laughs> all day long, and it's like, man. I got to pray just to make it today, you know. So yeah. So there's there's hard jobs, but we can enjoy them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If we're you know, and that's we were made to work. Yeah. But work was not meant mm -hmm. to be our our end. Yeah. Our purpose. We're God's given us the purpose of working. He wants to see us uh, definitely build His kingdom. Mm -hmm. You know, that's one of our commands. You know, make disciples yeah. of every nation. That's yeah. going to be a big job. You know, and so maybe uh, people are working in a lot of different ways, but maybe they're not helping mm -hmm. make disciples. So maybe they haven't found their. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe that'll be. Um, why do you think that we? Um, why do you think that we want to live to make a difference, to last, to make a less a legacy, and not to live an unproductive life? Why? Because that was like the big thing in this chapter. Solomon was like, "Yeah, I'm working hard, but mm -hmm. I'm going to leave it to a foolish person who's going to wreck it." Yeah, you know. And so there's this permanence that he was working for. Mm -hmm. Why Why do we want the... I mean, you were even talking about it and going back to see the job that was well done. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, it's still lasting. Yeah. Why do we want this permanence thing, do you think? I think for one, like, as far as, you know, why do we want to work and... Um, is... We're programmed that way. Mm -hmm. You know, we were created that way to mm -hmm. to create and to um, to build. And you know, every everybody wants something to last. You know, we don't want want to be here and gone tomorrow because <laughs> yeah. then you got to do it all over again. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. It's like the uh, my brother brings his uh, sons to Michigan in the summertime to visit during July. Hmm. And so we'll go down to the beach and uh, work for a couple hours um, while we're enjoying the the water. Uh, he's all about projects. My brother is. Mm -hmm. He like so. It's like he would never go to the beach to lay out. Yeah. 
he, he's going to go and we're going to do something down here. Uh-huh. So um, it's the sand cancel comp- competition. Oh, right. So and we're working together to build this beautiful sand castle. Yeah. And so we build it during the day. We take photos of it. You know, each sand castle is different, unique. You know, some's got the moats. And yeah. we, we you know we build them up, and then we come back later that night. You know, to catch the sunset. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh man. <laughs> Our sandcastle's gone, you know, and it's like, what happened to it? Did some, you know, beach bully stomp it out or something like that? It's like, man, I just, I wanted to come back and see it again. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's that's what we long for in our work. We want to see that it's, was it something of value Mm -hmm. uh, for for people or for God? Mm -hmm. And what's the, uh, what's the lasting impact Mm -hmm. of that? how do you think that being created in God's image affects our work, wisdom, and pursuit of pleasure? Being creatures made in God's image. I think God, I mean, as the ultimate creator, created us to be creators ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously not out of nothing, but, you know, we take yeah. resources that he gives us and, you know, we create art and music and yeah. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so buildings and whatever, you know. I was uh we went to the Sing conference down in Nashville and uh there's a uh, a really nice presentation by Dr. John Lennox who is mm-hmm. like a mathematician from Oxford. He happens to be to be related to Kristen Getty. He's uh her uncle, but he's this mathematics guy and he talks about the values of what happens when uh art and music and stuff um what that does to the brain. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I think we focus on, uh, you know, work as in, you know, nuts and bolts and things. And sure. there's nothing wrong with that. But, I mean, if you're involved in the arts and mm-hmm. uh, painting uh-huh. and cre- weaving, I mean, the, they had some funky weaving going on that was pretty cool. Yeah. So anything that you produce, yeah. c- it can be for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And it can be to benefit people. Um you know, there, we sang one hymn when we were down there, and I cannot listen to that hymn without bawling my eyes out. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh, it was the hymn that Queen Elizabeth II used in her coronation okay. back in 1953. It's like all people on the earth do dwell. Mm-hmm. I never had heard it before, <laughs> but this thing, I mean, it was so you had choir on both sides of the stage. You had seven thousand two hundred people in the congregation, mm-hmm. in this bo- in this wow. room in this hotel, and then you had the brass and you had the the strings and you had the the everything. Yeah. And I, I mean, oh, it just I I've listened to it the last couple of days and it's like I try and sing my bass part, you know, ba ba ba, and I I just yeah <laughs> start sniffling because I can't. It's just overwhelmingly. Mm-hmm. It's like. It's almost like you you play that song and then you feel like Jesus Christ is going to walk into the room with the crown and the glory and it's like you know and that song yeah. takes me to somewhere that I'm not on this earth mm-hmm. it takes me to heaven you know yeah. it takes me to pray and it's like wow just a few little strings yeah just a little brass dealio you know mm-hmm. but so I think that it's so easy to be mm-hmm. down and discouraged and depressed in life, mm-hmm. yeah. especially now, you know, post-COVID and everything. And it's like mm-hmm. this world is messy and nasty. And people, I think, it's so easy to be discouraged, mm-hmm. like Solomon. Va- not, you know, foolishness, foolishness, vanity, vanity. It's all, 
yeah. is going in the, in the trash heap, mm. except if you fear God and keep his commands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to encourage everybody. I mean, what would you say to people who are discouraged, looking for meaning? Um, you know, life isn't going to be perfect here, so we can't look for perfection. Mm-hmm. But what, are, what would be some steps that you would say, hey, if you're down, if you're looking for meaning, if you're looking for purpose, what would you encourage people to do? A couple steps or one step. Well, I'm not sure of steps just yet because I haven't thought it out. (laughs) Um, But I think one thing that is encouraging for myself is, yeah, it's overwhelming to look at our world and the way that sin is just left nothing untouched. And it's even more discouraged to see our role in that every day of um, having that sinful nature. Mm -hmm. But I think encouragement comes and hope comes from the fact that despite all that, God still sees creation, especially human beings, as as worth sending His Son. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He sees it all as worth restoring yeah. and redeeming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something that we'll never fully be able to understand. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think if we let ourselves, we see more and more just how much sin sin is within us and in the world, yeah. and mm-hmm. you never run out of material to understand that. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that. God still finds worth in redeeming it all and restoring it to what He originally intended it to be and what our relationship was supposed to be mm-hmm. with Him. I think there's hope in that. Um, and I guess as far as like a step, you know, encouraging people to go to church, it's a hard thing to just say like, to just decide to go if you don't want to go. Yeah. But that is, those are people who are committed to Christ and live in the reality of the hope that God does restore lives. He, he is mm-hmm. transforming people's lives, and mm-hmm. that's something that we live in, something that we want to be a part of, that God allows yeah. us to be a part mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, there's, <laughs> there's nothing else yeah. that brings hope in this world. Yeah. Um, other religions might, but... It might seem like they do, but they don't because you don't have a God <laughs> yeah. like Christ. There's no other yeah. There's no other deity out there that is. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to a guy recently that my son bumped into on the beach, mm-hmm. and so he's kind of a New Age, uh, eclectic. Um, he believes that we are all God, mm-hmm. and yet there was this kind of a undercurrent of works yeah. within. So he said, if you're a good person, you'll bring good things. If you're a bad person, you'll bring bad things into your life. So there's, yeah. and it's like, well, that sounds like works. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, what, if I'm doing something bad, I can expect to have bad done to me. And it's like, I asked him, so how do you work your, I mean, yeah. what do you do with sin? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you, I mean, you can you can say that people are gods, but um, that still doesn't remove, gods don't sin. They shouldn't. Yeah. And so there's sin in this world. If everyone is a god, where where's this, you know, why are we murdering each other at an yeah. alarming rate? You know, it's. And, and Yahweh, God, he's unlike any other god in that. Mm-hmm. He sent his son, so he took on yeah, he took <laughs> the on very humanity. state of yes. humanity yeah. and um, was the one to serve as an atonement, as a sacrifice for every, right. everyone's sin. What other god does that? Yeah. And what other, you know, I mean, these other gods are just, they're always <laughs> mean, <laughs> I guess, to put it simply, yeah. you know? Yeah. There's no grace and there's no yeah. love. Mm-hmm. 
I think um, going back to like the, the steps um, of what I would would encourage someone to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to become discouraged when you're in the just the mundane every day, you know, doing the same thing, especially if it's for yourself. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess I would encourage someone to expand your focus a little bit to to w- what is God's priorities? Um, mm-hmm. What are you working for? What are you actually you know striving for? Are you striving f- to to build something for the Lord, or are you striving just to to Put money in your account and food on your table. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and then also like a way that you, you like you'd mentioned, you know, going to church. But the way to expand on that is, you know, okay, so I'm going to shift my focus from myself yeah. to the Lord's priorities. How do I do that? Well, one, get into the Word and figure out what you know His priorities actually are, mm-hmm. and then, like you said surround yourself with people that have that same priority right it's so easy to wander mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know so that's why i think we need other people mm-hmm. and so when we i mean that was one of the things that we talked about in the book rediscover church is the the importance of meeting together as god's people mm-hmm. we really do need to meet together yeah so and we need to not only just meet together to worship God, but then we need to have relationships outside of our meeting times, mm-hmm. where we can text, where we can talk, where we can pray for each other. <laughs> yeah. um, my wife Carrie was talking with a friend today on the phone about some stuff, and it's like you know we don't we live far away, but that connection is really needed. Yeah. When you're and you don't, it's not necessarily all super super important. I mean, but. Just uh, someone texting you or calling you and just checking in on you to see how you're doing. Yeah. I mean, that could be a total boost for mm-hmm. your day. You could be like, oh, things are yeah. rough and I'm on my own and, uh, yeah. you know, and does God really make any sense? And, you know, this is really tough. And then someone calls and said, yeah, I was just thinking about you. And this is a verse that God gave me to give to you. And it's like, yeah. oh, wow. You know, so yeah. um, there's when you're tuned into God. You know, if you want to, like you were saying, Garrick, Mm -hmm. I think that that makes a huge, super huge difference. So it's not like I'm trying to lead myself today. It's like I'm wanting God to lead me today. Well, it's like, I just popped in my head, like growing a garden, you know, doing, working the ground, playing the seeds, especially Mm -hmm. weeding, can all seem very mundane. And it's like, if you're, if that's the task you're just focused on, is like, I just got to pull weeds. I just got to pull weeds. Then it, it, yeah, there's not a lot of joy in it. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah. if you have that vision or that purpose of the fruit at the end yeah. of harvest, yeah. then it's like, man, okay, yeah, I'm pulling these weeds so that this can come about. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge. We had a nice garden this year, so mm-hmm. I was like 100% in on <laughs> your <laughs> little. And it's true. Um, there is a lot of work that goes along with it. But mm-hmm. when you have all the jars canned down in your basement, you know, you have tomato sauce, you mm-hmm. have, you had cucumbers, you had a lot of green beans, you know, that you're able to can and store and enjoy in the wintertime. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, that's this is really mm-hmm. nice. And so it's, is it hard work? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is it kind of, you know, kind of strip your gears out a little bit? Maybe. Yes. You know, do you want to mm-hmm. do it? Not always. But there's that 
And that's, I think that's what uh, living your life for God mm-hmm. is all about. It's this life might be hard, mm-hmm. but there's purpose in the, even in the everyday part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just looking for those little uh, God signs. I think we did that for VBS. It's like uh, God sightings. It's like, where did you see God at work today? You mm-hmm. know, with yeah. your little group of kids that you're working with. And it's, it was amazing to hear some of the things that the kids found. It was like, oh, yeah, I saw God doing in, in when I was doing dishes. And it's like, mm-hmm. really? Yeah, it's like something yeah. or serving, you know, so you find God. I found joy in helping my mom with the dishes. Uh-huh. And, and so... It's really cool. Anyway, yeah, we. it's easy to be depressed, um, especially if we're living for ourselves. But if we're living for the Lord, I think that that's where we want to go. Uh, we want to thank you so much for being a part of the On Our Way Home podcast today. Thank you, Anna and Garrick, for being yeah. a part of this. Yeah, thank you. Yep, and uh, be a part of a local church. That was one of our things. Uh, be a part of a small group of friends that can uh, hold you accountable and that you can hold accountable, and that you can live life together, and then that'll help us as we keep in step with Jesus. So thank you so much for listening and watching today, and we will catch you next time.